0: Y'all tonight I was teetering between Vindicated by Righteousness, which was we talked about Sunday. I think we did a good job of that. Somebody say amen. amen. A lot of people came to the altar and there were some people that were able to listen. Amen. Um and uh and watch. I got a call. I got some calls on yesterday, man. It was like, man, that was a message. So That message out. Somebody say amen. Uh, But we're saying that this is the year of what vindication. Here's our here's our scripture, the buzzing, whatever that is. Diamond, help us. All right, Uh, Psalms seventeen two, let my vindication come from you, for you see what is right. We're in a season of. People, I mean boy, you know, in the culture, and I've been kind of most of the time I'll be behind with the culture. But I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been checking out what's going on with Shay Shay and all that. And these people are going on there. Here's the thing. Y'all, what are they seeking though? Validation and what? Vindication. And y'all, Monique's been on this thing for 10 years. And I'm saddened by. And I'm, the other thing, I'm, I'm so happy that my life don't depend, and I want y'all, y'all, there's some nuggets I'm going to say to y'all tonight, and I want y'all to listen. Good to see y'all. think y'all hit the right, right one, too, because we, we, we didn't prepare for nobody. Okay? So listen real close. But your life does not depend on a single person. I want you to understand that. You cannot blame your life on a person. Because if you belong to God, God is in total control. Come on, somebody. Of your outcomes. If you're following God, if you're listening to God, somebody say amen. God will ultimately determine outcomes. Yes? Now, y'all, you can be abused. You can be all this stuff. Uh, have gone through this, that, and the third with people. You could have been discriminated against as whatever race you're on, and black folks feel like they're the only ones that can be discriminated against. What about if you're a white person in a black company? Do do, do they get discriminated against? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So it don't matter, but here's the thing. We don't have to be vindictive, right, because God is going to do what? Vindication, and so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. All right, is that vindication, whatever that is. All right, and um, David says, my vindication comes from you, for you see what's right. What's money's biggest complaint? Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, they did me wrong. This and that, and this and that. Y'all, ten years and you're you're famous, can you move on with your life? Can you take your name? I can't hear nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was done wrong. Y'all, so so many things were done wrong to me by other people, things that weren't right. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? But y'all, it can't stop me. Somebody say amen. Amen. I don't care who it is, I don't care who it would be, if my wife, and y'all, can we just honor my wife for 32 years? Y'all, but listen Same thing Both of us have this thing Called dignity about us If my wife flipped out tomorrow All this stuff, y'all, you know I'd cry Cry, cry, but y'all I couldn't blame my life and my ministry on that I'd have to move on, same thing Same thing, if I flipped out Did something crazy and egregious Right, like cheating us Whatever it is, do you know She was going with her life, I know she would I know she would because I saw almost do that when I almost messed up before we got married. Somebody say amen. You got to get to the place where no man, woman, boy, or girl holds the keys to your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are women that are blaming some dude that jilted them at the altar for their life. Well, how about how about that was a good save. Amen. If it had guilty you, all you got married, what would you have done? Somebody say amen. amen. You cannot blame your life on anybody. Here's the next one. Let's look at it, Psalms 37 and 6. He will vindicate you in broad daylight. I love this. Can we read that together? He will vindicate you in broad daylight. Say it again. He will vindicate you in broad daylight. One more time. He will vindicate you in broad daylight and publicly defend your just cause. Somebody ought to give God a shout. All my people from the bookstore—they they got the shirts on vindication, and the tagline is "Shh." You know how to say, you know how to say nothing. <laughs> and y'all, all the striving, all the fighting, all the stuff we do all the time is about trying to look bad. They made me look bad. They said, "See, they misunderstood me." Do you know when when they left Jesus because they misunderstood? You know, Jesus never ran after nobody. He never ran after nobody. He said, oh, y'all misunderstood. Come back. Because he said, unless you eat of my flesh, drink of my blood. Right? He he never went after nobody. Do you know why? Because the Bible said he knew who he was. He knew where he came from. He knew where he was going. And he knew ultimately that his heavenly father was going to do what? Vindicate. Somebody say amen. This is so good. But we're going to get down to it tonight. All right. Now listen to this. Boy, can y'all tell I'm wound up? I told Jeannie in the back, I was so excited. I, she wasn't even going to, I was going to come out here and pray, do all the praise and worship, play the instrument. I ain't care. I, I'm wound up today because of what God showed me here. Now, I want you to see this. People seek vindication and validation, number one, because they feel powerless. They seek vindication. You ought to write this down. And validation because at some point in their life they feel powerless. Now, power belongs to who? Come on, Ezekiel Walker. They made a song, you know it's a scripture. What is it? Power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. All power belongs to God. All power belongs to Jesus. So if I'm with Jesus, I'm not powerless. True or no? People seek vindication and validation because they, they feel powerless. Same reason why the church seeks the validation of the world. All the pastor odds, I call him Pastor Odd. And all these other pastors that's doing all this work, Well, what do you think about him? What do you think about that? Now, let me tell you what I what I usually say to people. Is, you know what I be doing these days? What I say? I be buying my business. Because number one, y'all. Them people, they doing all that stuff. What do you think about the pastor Snoop Dogg give a sermon on Sunday? Like if somebody came there, would that surprise you? No. People are doing all kinds of stuff in the church because the church feels what? Powerless. That's all it is. So I feel powerless. Therefore, I got to validate myself. I need the world to validate me. I need the world to say I did good. Y'all, I was riding over here minding my business, minding my business. I was in my other car. One of the Mercedes is getting fixed, and they hadn't had fixed it right. So we was driving, test driving. had to drive it back. But as I was listening in the car, I didn't know what radio station there was. was. trying to find out where to go. It's kind of hard. To, it, we do have a gospel station, right? We still got one? But it's hard, it's hard to tell which station it is when you listen sometimes. So I don't know if I was on the gospel station to measure one or two. Yeah, and the only reason I say this is because it's out there. So I think Kirk Franklin is on the cruise with Earth, Wind & Fire, uh, Usher, just a whole bunch of people. They all secular. And I wonder, I say, y'all, why do we do this stuff? Why does the, and so many of our gospel orders who started off in the church, started right, Thank y'all. Started good, right? And then next thing you know, they doing a collab with, I don't know. Give me a name. <laughs> dollar sign dude, whatever his name is. Top dollar, whatever. Is that a, is that a dude? Yeah. Nigga Menach. Like, why? Why do they do that? Why? Because in themselves, we feel powerless. The church feels pop- church feel like the world got everything. Y'all, the church is the one with the real power. And when the rapture happens, everybody's going to find out. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. It's what it is. It is what it, it, is, what it is, as y'all say. Church feels like the world has all the power. Most Christians suffer from spiritual low self-esteem. If somebody else would have did something and did something else and something, something, then my life would have went the right way. Ephesians 2 and 6 says, he has raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. If I'm looking for power, where do I look? Most people look up there. Oh, I'm looking into the hills. which come in my help? We talked about this. And there is a point. We know what people are saying when they say that. They're looking to God. They're not looking to themselves, right? Yet and still, what does it say in 1 John 4, 4? Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because the greater one is in you. So I look It's in the real you. So which you is talking about? Your flesh? No. Your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions? No. Talking about the spirit, that's the real you. The real you is your spirit. Y'all know that, right? You are a spirit. You live in the body. And you have a soul. Is this true? So when I look for power, when I look for God, I look for within myself. All right? Media team, is that TV working in the back? Because it'll help me. All right. So I look within myself. I look to the inside of me. I have power on the inside. Everybody say, I have power on the inside. Everybody say, I have power on the inside. This is why Jesus told the disciples. This is so powerful to me, y'all. After Jesus rose from the dead, what did he tell his disciples? He said, go out and start handing out tracts. No. No. Did he say, go out and start healing people? No. No, he didn't. 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 When Jesus rose from the dead, he said, go to Jerusalem and wait for some what? Power. See, this is the problem. This is why some of y'all, we talk about disciples and witnessing and getting people to church. This is why you can't do it. This is why you haven't done it. It's because we out there flat. We out there with no power. We out there just trying. Am I getting it right? Should I I ask them what church they go to? Or should I ask them have they been to church? All that stuff. No, you need to go get you some what? Get you some power. See, when you got some power, and y'all, think about it. Think about how they could argue with Jesus. They could have said, just like we, in our lifetime, like every 30 seconds somebody's dying. And it's the difference between fundamentalists and, and spirit-filled people. So, oh, they're dying. They're dying. They're dying in Africa. They're dying in Haiti. They're dying over there. We got to go over there. You better not go over there without some power. You talking about Haiti, y'all? Where the witch doctors make you, make a woman get pregnant with a goat and deliver it? Y'all, I'm not talking Fantasy stuff. I'm talking stuff that has happened. And you going over there without some power? Oh, you got is some full spiritual laws? Y'all was a missionary back in the 50s, the, the the 40s and 50s. And they were, you know, because y'all, in every denomination at one point in America, they were big on missionary. Big on it. And they were, you know, the Baptists would send missionary over there. The Methodists would send missionary overseas. Send them all over the world. Send them to Asia. Send them to the darkest parts of Africa. Send them to Haiti. Send them all this stuff. And they were in a, a part of the world where black magic and witchcraft and, and where people went to the witch doctor when they were sick. And they went to the witch doctor. If someone going right, I mean, the witch doctor was like the pastor. All right? And Whoever was over there from America, he, he sent a telegram back. He said, tell them, don't send us no more missionaries if they ain't got the Holy Ghost. Because they were sending people over there, them people was dying. Them people, the, the, the witch doctor was putting stuff on them, they was catching malaria. And I mean, it, it just wasn't going well. So everybody said, I need power. I need power. But watch this. Let me let you correct yourself, because you should have corrected me. If you're a Christian. If your spirit filled, what should you say? I have, I have power. I got it. See, the thing is, we're not tapping into it. Listen to this. Look what he told them. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. And he said, behold, I send you the promise. Look, look, look what he told them. Look. Let's go to forty-six. He said to them, he said, thus it is written, and, and thus it behoove Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. He's basically saying, this is what I just did, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in the name, in his name, talking about his name, among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So these are the things that need to happen. But look what he said. And behold, I send the promise upon you. But he changes direction. He says, wait. All this stuff needs to get done. He said, wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with some what? Power. And I'm talking legitimate power. Somebody say amen. This is the year of what? Hmm. Hmm. Look at Luke 10, 17. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Even the devils are subject to us through thy name. He said unto them, Behold, I beheld Satan fall. Satan is lightning, fall from heaven. Behold, I give you what? Power. Dynamis is the word in the Greek. I give you power to tread upon the serpents and scorpions, and over all the power, right, of the enemy, right? So he said, the first word is exousia, that, let me correct myself. He said, I give you exousia authority over all the dynamus of the enemy. The devil does have power. That's why he said, don't send no more missionaries over here fooling with these Haiti witch doctors and stuff if you ain't got no power. You got to have some power. Somebody say amen. amen. But we have authority over the dunamis of the enemy and then we got dunamis over... Cause that was that was that was under the old covenant it was still in Luke chapter 10 but Jesus hadn't died yet Jesus hadn't rose from the dead he had sent the Holy Ghost so when the Holy Ghost came not only do we have the exousia, the authority over the devil's power now we got the dynamis more powerful than he we got power that's more powerful than him but why sister most of the Christians I mean they powerless they're complaining. They're arguing. They're striving. How many, how many moniques do we have in the church? The guy's grievance. We got grievance with the church, and grievance with the pastor, and grievance with something that somebody did, or somebody said, Hey man, get you some power. Because I'm gonna tell you what power gonna do. Power is gonna decide. Who's right and who's wrong? And and we're going to get there tonight. Oh, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this. So, write this down. Put this on the screen if y'all got it. Our brand. Brother Wayne kind of tipped me in this area. Our brand. What is it? Word of faith. This is how you know what you want. Now, if I want (laughs) pizza, am I going to Chick-fil-A? No, so you gotta know what the brand represents. You see the chicken on the Chick-fil-A sign? You know what they are selling over there? They selling chicken. You probably ain't gonna get no shrimp over there. Hello? You're not gonna get no brisket over there. You're not gonna get no sausage over there. It's in the brand. What do they sell? Chick-fil-A. If you go to my church, you go to KCC in Charlotte, this is our brand. Number one, we're spirit-filled. We're word of faith. Number one, we're spirit-filled. Number two, we preach separation. Number three, and this is what gets most people hung up. That's what we was talking about Sunday. People don't want to talk about sexual purity in church, especially on those Sunday morning. Oh, man, I came to hear some hooping. I came to get some. Hey, you need to come to get some deliverance. And how many people came to the altar Sunday, right? Full. people just came. Because people are seeking. they're looking for that. They tired of all the they want something with some power. They want to see something with some results. Somebody say amen. Word of faith, spirit filled, separation in time. But here's our difference. What's our difference? Our difference is my God. Signs, wonders, and miracles. That's our difference. The amount of people in the church don't, don't, don't speak it tonight, but I'm going to tell you, over here, we got some what? Signs, wonders, and what? Yes. See, that's the difference. People come asking me, well, what do you think about Pastor this and Bishop so-and-so? Bro, I ain't got to talk about their sexual stuff, whatever they do. The first thing I ask them is, do they got any signs and wonders? What they got? What, what they doing? Anybody getting healed over there? Anybody getting delivered over there? Anybody getting raised from the? You know, me and my brother, we have people arguing with us and we don't both raised the dead? Like, that. all of us, bro, have you raised the dead though? So what, what's your problem? It's quiet in the building. Because see, the power is what makes the difference. That's how you know who God is with. Can I show you in the Word? Number one, let's go to Isaiah 818. This is so good tonight. I don't care if you say amen. I don't care what you say. Because I know we are right tonight. I ain't been wrong in a long time. And I certainly ain't wrong tonight. Validation. Do y'all know the Lord was talking to me in the shower. You know, we was trying to get the time right. It was, it was uh, 1153 when I said it. So, you know what the Lord told me this morning? He said, whether it was 11.53 or not, when you told the story about the the shooting, and y'all, we have not, you know, we can't doctor YouTube once it's up there. So if you go back up there and scroll to one hour and 53 minutes, if you scroll that broadcast, the day that they had the shooting at Lakewood, our church started about 10 o'clock, right? If you scroll to one hour and 53 minutes, I start talking about the mass shooting. What time did the shooter start shooting in Lakewood? 1.53. Now is that a sign? Or is that just a coincidence? And you think I'm gonna sit here and talk to you 20 minutes about why prosperity and where the faith ain't, ain't real? Bro, go sit, sit down. Be quiet. I can't hear nobody. Cause see, all everybody else got is words. <laughs> look at uh, look at look at Isaiah eight eighteen. Behold, I am the children whom the Lord has given me, and I am the children the Lord has given me. The members God has given me are for what sounds and what wonders. That's what you're here for. You're not just to be a pocket for some tracks to hand to somebody or a church card, and you ain't got no power. You I'm talking every last one of y'all are supposed to be walking dynamite for the kingdom of God. Every last one of you. But you feel powerless, don't you? You feel like you under the man. The man got his foot on your neck. Yo, this stupid commercial on YouTube. You, you, what is it, 5,400, 6,400? How much you supposed to be getting? 6,400. Anybody got it, yet? Anybody got it? The money they say you're supposed to get? You got it? You You, you did? It? Did you get it? Anybody got the money? Okay. So then they come on there and say, oh, what do they say? They trying to distract you from their money they supposed to be giving you because they owe you, you entitled to $6,400. That's why they putting all that stuff about Israel in the wall to distract you from the money. <laughs> I thought you said the government is giving me money. So they trying to distract me from the money they supposed to be giving me? Y'all, we always playing the victim. It doesn't even make sense. We should be people with power. Somebody say amen. Amen. Stop feeling like a victim. Stop feeling like like, like you powerless. One preacher said a long time ago, you can either be a victor or a victim, but you can't be both. I wish I had somebody in here. Are y'all with me tonight? Boys, it's, it's going it's to get deeper than this. I want you to look at this. So how do you know who God is with? How do you know who God is with? As a pastor. it's a lot of pastors. A lot of pastors on TV. A lot of pastors on YouTube. How do you know who they with? And they, they, they stand up and say all kinds of stuff. There ain't no rapture. There's people get on there. Tithe the name for today. The gifts have ceased. God don't want you to be prosperous. Okay. There are so many voices out there preaching and teaching. How do you know who's with God and who God is with? Can we go to Mark chapter 16 verse 20? This is how you know. This is how you know. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord doing what? Working with them. So the Sunday I'm up here and I changed my whole message to talk about three mass shootings that we stopped as a church. And at 1.53 of the broadcast, an hour and 53, we start talking about that. And then at 1.53 here in Houston, there's a mass shooting at Lakewood. What happened? They preached, so I was just preaching like everybody else. Everybody's preaching that Sunday, But the Lord was working with them. Who? Whoever was preaching that was with him, confirming the word with signs following. He confirmed that word, didn't he? And you know what happened? Nobody got killed at Lakewood, but the shooter, just like in our scenario, Right? When I was telling the story, nobody got killed but the shooter. And you ain't sent that out to a thousand people yet. Some of y'all ain't sent it out yet. The short. Yeah, I don't need validation vindication. (laughs) Cause I know God is what? With me. Somebody say amen. Amen. Well Pastor, why don't you get up here and debate us on prosperity? Okay, Do y'all remember where we was this time last year? In the storefront. Now we on the campus. They got paid off in six months. Yo, what are we talking about? I'm not finna debate you on no prosperity. And I'm standing right smack dab in the middle. Word of faith don't don't work. And we say you could decree a thing and it shall be established. And what have we been decreeing for the last 12 months? Did it did it happen? See, Americans, see, we, we got this democratic thing over here and egalitarianism. Y'all, everybody not equal in the body of Christ. We're not. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you in the scripture. Everybody is not equal. Some people need to sit down and be quiet and check themselves before they erect themselves. Because we're going to show you in the scripture. Are y'all ready? All right, listen. <laughs> Moses, my God. So we went through the 10, the ten uh, plagues and all that to get Pharaoh to change his mind and let the people go. But y'all, let's go to Numbers chapter 12, verse one through three. Here's how you know you have power and the power vindicates you. One of the things that happens to a person walking in power with God. And I called, I texted my brother before I came out here because something very interesting just happened to him. And I I said, I wouldn't share it unless he told me I could. He told me, please share it. So we're going to share it tonight. I want y'all to listen to this. (laughs) My God. Psalms 23 and 5, not in the notes, don't worry about it, y'all. Just mark it or write it down. Psalms 23 and 5 say, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my what? You anoint my head with oil. If I'm anointed with power, God's going to vindicate me in front of my enemies. That's a sign of power. Okay? You don't have to be vindictive. Let's go back to Monique. What if with all that stuff that happened with Monique and Oprah and them did something, 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 and Steven Spielberg would say, Monique, I want you to play this role, gave her $37 million, she went all these Oscars, and didn't have to say that, wouldn't that have been a little more classy? But see, them people, now we got. So they have to vindicate themselves. And they have to come up, with, what do y'all call it? Not, not even the young people, the middle-aged people. I got receipts. They got to have receipts. They got to play the audio. They got to sneakily tape somebody and all that stuff. Y'all, let me tell you what you don't have to do. You don't have to be cheaters walking around in no van. You ain't got to do none of that. When God is with you and you got power, watch this. God will do what only he can do. He will prepare a table before me in the presence of my Enemies, because my head is anointed with oil. You know why men be their wives? I'm, I'm gonna tell you. Number one, uh, they cowards. Amen. That's number one. Cause they, they, I can't control it. But then listen, some, some big, honest, what I could do? Be Outside, I got mad. Go hit him. They're not gonna hit him. But secondly, they get frustrated with the wife, whatever, can't change her, won't wanna change something, can't she won't budge. And then y'all know the women of our tribe got a little mouth on them with the F, got a little mouth. Then nobody say nothing. Now y'all know y'all can't sit up here and lie. Is that true or not? Is that true or not? Is that true or not? I tell me all the time. You don't have to argue with your wife. If God is backing your decision, hello? If God is backing you, he will prepare a table before you. When your wife is acting like the enemy. And definitely verse of icer. The wife is good. Y'all remember Abigail? Mm-hmm. She had been holding on and trying to keep the marriage together and all that stuff. Y'all, she ended up in the palace. Married to a man that really loved her. I can't hear you. Either God is blessing you or your backup. If God is using you or your backup, you do not have to push your way to the front, self promote. Oh my God, I know I'm in the building. You, 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 you know how to shine a light on yourself? Somebody say amen. Oh, this is so good tonight. So, we got a couple stories that we're going we gonna to share. I know y'all like it when I tell the stories. So, let's go to Numbers chapter 12. Immediate team, I didn't put the whole scripture on there. So, if, if y'all can just follow me, go to Numbers chapter 12. And let's just keep it moving. So, this is Moses. Is God with Moses or what? Yeah. By this time, everybody should know. This, this is after he stood up with the rod and split the Red Sea. Now. One of the things that I preach, I preach at the KCC, I've said it here, i share it with my brother, uh, Dr. Rogers. Y'all, do you understand, and, and I'm telling you from a person that has seen miracles come through my hand, seen, have worked miracles for people and healings when they couldn't be healed. Do you know what that, those things don't do? Number one, they don't create loyalty. They do not create loyalty. Number two, you would think, well, shoot, if God did a miracle like that, that would settle it. Y'all remember when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead? Now, the Pharisees that was on the fence, you'd be like, oh, man, y'all tripping. This dude raised somebody from death for four days. Do you know them same people wanted to kill him and kill Lazarus because he was the evidence that Jesus had the power to raise the dead. So, there's going to be two reactions to the anointing. It's going to be two. One, it's going to make people draw near and be like, and have some respect, some reverence. we like, oh. Because can y'all think about when Ananias and Sapphira fell dead and everybody knew about it. Cause y'all, the church was small back then. Everybody knew. They heard about it. Can you imagine, like, talking to Peter? Can you imagine the next person Peter went to talk to? Hey, man, let me ask you something. <laughs> what? Now, some people, that, I think that was a proper reaction. The Bible said fear fell on the whole church. The last two people fell dead because because. Peter asked him a question and they all right. So then Peter come to you. Hey man, let me ask you something. What you (laughs) but that's one reaction. The other reaction, it is not logical. It has to be demonic. So other people. When they respond to the miracle, there is a, or supernatural in a person or operating in a person, there is a repellent. They have a spirit in them. It's a spirit that wants to rise up against that person. Cassie say she joined KCC the, the Sunday after the boy had been raised from the dead. Do you know that family does not go to that church anymore? The boy was dead. His mama was a nurse, verified it. A nurse, another nurse was in there, verified the boy's dead. Now y'all, that got to be a demon. I mean, I don't care what. And and supposedly, fell out about tithing. Well, we just don't believe tithing in the Bible. Hey, bro, your your son was dead, though. (laughs) Can we, whatever y'all say, can we agree to disagree on that? But your son was dead. Y'all, this is so stupid. But this is what people do. And Miriam did the same thing. This is Moses' sister. Now, she the one with the tambourine Y'all remember that? She the one had the tambourine and was singing and dancing when they came across on dry land. Is that true? Is that true? Oh, how quickly we forget. And y'all, I'm not going to keep telling you I was the one that lay hands on your womb when you couldn't have a baby. I'm not going to keep telling you that. When you were blind in one eye, lay hands on you and the sight came back. When you were deaf one there, laid hands on you, and, and, and the hearing came back. I'm not going to keep saying that, y'all. That's embarrassing. Jesus didn't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let God vindicate me. Watch what happens. Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because he, uh, th- this is a black history moment for those of y'all who want black history, because he married an Ethiopian woman. This is legitimately a black person in the Bible. And Miriam what happened? And they said, This is Miriam. Has God, has the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Mm. Don't that sound like attitude? She had attitude. Has the Lord only indeed spoken by Moses? And hath he not also by us? And the Lord heard it. Listen, when the power of God is with you, the Lord is gonna hear You, you ain't gotta say nothing. You ain't got a raise. That's why we, the t-shirts say vindication. Shh, you don't have to say a word. Because when the Lord is with you and people are doing things against you and people are saying things against you, the Lord hears it and the Lord sees it. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Well, that made my heart jump. When I read that part and the Lord heard it. See, some of y'all don't have the fear of God. You're always talking, saying, doing things. Speaking against whatever. Listen, if you know a legitimate man or woman of God, they got the power of God. How do you know a door is working with them? How do you know? How do you know? Signs and wonders, y'all. Be careful with them people. Who this is so good tonight? Hmm. Oh my God! So what happened? She starts saying, and now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which are on the face of the planet. So you look that up in Hebrew, he was, he was lowly, he was humble. He didn't, he didn't even speak up for himself. That's what it means. He, he refused to speak up for himself. But the Lord heard him. He didn't have to speak up. <laughs> and it, the Bible said, above all the men which was on the earth, he was the meekest man on the whole earth, Moses was. Meek with power, silent but deadly. Right? Keep going. What happened? Go to, go to verse four. Y'all got it? Verse 4. Suddenly the Lord came and said to Moses and to Aaron and unto Miriam, Come out, you three, unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they all came out. <laughs> Who got? Man, my stomach is jumping right now. (laughs) Then the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud. So the the, the cloud came down. You know God was there. And stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. Now, I do, I got to study this out. Aaron did all kind of egregious stuff. Nothing ever happened to him. I don't know why. He was the one made the idol, everything. And the Bible said it wasn't just Miriam. Him and Miriam were saying the same stuff. Him and Miriam disagreed with the black woman that Moses married. He said, Hear not my words. If there is a prophet among you, the Lord will make myself known unto him in vision and speak to him in dreams. Listen to what he said. He said, But Moses, that's what I tell you everybody ain't equal in the body of Christ. Now the reason they can drag all these bishops and pastors because they've been out there doing stuff. They ain't got no power. They sexual deviants. They doing all kinds of stuff. That's why they can talk about them and nothing happens. But you meet somebody with some power? Listen to this. He said, but Moses is different. (laughs) Look at this. Verse 7. Not so with my servant Moses. He's faithful in all my house. I speak to him face to face, even plainly, and not in dark sense, and he sees the form of the Lord. Why then are you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Power is the vindicator. Watch what happens. So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them. He departed, and when the cloud departed above the tabernacle, suddenly not Aaron, Miriam became lepers as white as snow. And Aaron turned toward Miriam, and she was a leper. So Aaron said to Moses, oh, my Lord, please do not lay this sin on us in which we have done. He said, we did it, foolishly, did nothing happen to him, and which we have sinned. Please do not let her be as one is dead, whose flesh is half consumed. And Moses cried out to the Lord, please heal her. And, pray. and then basically God says, okay, in seven days she'll be healed. Because of Moses, you gotta watch yourself. Fred 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 Price <laughs> had a deacon in his church that was speaking against him. And I think it was doing the building pro- progress of the, the dome and stuff, and speaking against him. All that stuff developed throat cancer. <laughs> this is a true story. I, I don't know how many times you heard this, right? Had all the deacons and everybody come over to the house and pray for him. And the Lord said, you're not going to be healed until you apologize to Fred Price for speaking against him. And he laid hands on you to be healed. Do you know that's what happened? That brother humbled himself, called Fred Price, said, I apologize. See, you can apologize when you get out of step. Somebody say Amen. But you got to come with some humility. Apologize. And that brother got, Fred, Fred laid hands on him, said, I forgive you, and that brother got healed. Do y'all hear me? So a person like myself say, I got power, right? Power has worked in, in my life, okay? Y'all, there was a family member and, y'all, when you being meek about something, and usually, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, I jump on something, you know, if I feel like somebody being disrespectful. But I didn't this time. I didn't really know if it was disrespectful or not. They said something about my ministry, my previous ministry, church or whatever. And immediately, one of the eyes began to close. I mean, Immediately. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa," because that stuff scares me. So then we were in a uh, we were in a church service, and I mean, it's thousands of people in there. It's like 10, 15,000 people, maybe maybe five thousand in there. The pastor that was pre- preaching stopped preaching, looked over to the relative, and said. You need to apologize to your relative about what you said today and God will heal you. (laughs) Y'all, this happened. Went back to preaching. Relative came back to me and the the eye was so close. I mean, it was just closed. They were were so ashamed they had to wear shades. Came to me and said, I apologize. Do you know within an hour that I opened my way back up? Now that's a true story. Did that happen? Y'all, when when see, you don't have to fight or argue when you got power, because the first thing is God gonna back you. Do you understand that? This happened real recently, so. And I asked Dr. Rogers, could I share this a few minutes ago on the text message? <clears throat> we were, so some, a lot of times he's on business calls with me. Sometimes I need help, especially with getting to the, the church and stuff. He was on some of those calls with the banks, he was on some of the calls with the realtor and helping us get all this stuff in order. And I wanted him to listen in on some of the stuff, you know, and he helped us a lot. So this particular day, he said, Man, I want you to get on this business call with me because I want to make sure I ain't missing nothing. I'm like, bro, you business dude. Like, what, what, you don't need me on the call? I thought he was playing. He's like, no, 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 I'm finna get the person on the three-way. So we was on the call. Now, y'all, <laughs> this happened. So we was on the call, and it was a service call about something that they were supposed to have done. They owed him a service. And... <clears throat> The first dude that he had, that had talked to him had got very disrespectful, and of course it was a person of another race. Okay, we always throw that in there because maybe it was discrimination. I don't know. Sometimes it ain't racism. Sometimes people just jerks, right? But it, it, the optics was bad because then it's the other race too. That person wasn't on the call when I called. He wasn't at work because. He was out with COVID, sick. So I'm on with the second person and Dr. Rott was talking real nice man, very professional. Y'all know how Dr. Ross is, very professional talking to him. And the dude, another person of another race. I can't tell you which race it was, but you probably figured it out. And they just started talking very, oh my gosh. And I was, on the, I was, I was like, oh, what? He was like, and he told him I was on the phone. He said, yeah, I got uh, my business partner on the phone, this and that. And he was like, well, first of all, this this, 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 Dr. Rogers never raised his voice. So then they asked me something. And I said, well, yeah, I, I thought your tone was a little off, you know. I was, I was real mild with it. The next day. He was supposed to call that same dude for service. He called him. God gave him his cell phone. And after, after all that, he really changed his tone. The next day he called him. He said this to Dr. Rogers. He said, after I got off the phone with you, I got sick. Definitely sick. Now, here's a person not in the church that recognized, okay, this other person talked to you crazy. They done with COVID. The second, I I talked to you crazy yesterday. He admitted it and apologized. He said, and immediately after the call, I got sick. He said, I'm not even in today. He took the call from the house. Now, I can tell you so many stories for us. I'll tell you one. And I'll I, I I tell you about this today because I, I ran into some people that knew the guy. There was a guy that was working on one of our Mercedes. Had come to our house, everything. But the wife was heavily involved in witchcraft. And uh, taking my vehicle to another place and he was doing some shisey stuff, didn't know it then. Didn't know it then. Y'all, do you understand? I had nothing to do, I went over there. I called to try to find out, man, what's taking so long with my car? He said, man, we got bigger fits to fry. I said, why? He said, you know your jail for 50? I said, yeah. He said, it fell on that dude. He's dead. Did that happen? He was the guy that introduced him to me. Y'all, that messed me up. That me- I-, I, was, I was out with my wife when I found out. Uh, we were getting ready to go out. That messed me up so bad. But then found out he was doing shicy stuff toward me. I didn't even know about it. Did this happen? Y'all, be very careful, y'all. I just, I just want I I to be very careful, the people. Now, y'all. I'm not saying I'm nobody I didn't pray to the dude die I thought he was my friend I liked the dude I didn't know what was going on can I tell you another one (laughs) you remember this one I was walking in a school when I was working in education right I started a program these people didn't like the program that I started but it was helping kids and all that so this other person, and it's always another Christian too, a lot of times, that had been prayer walking to school and everything. This woman, she had the little Jezebel on her, right. She had scheduled a meeting with my principal against me that day. Once again, I thought she was my friend. Had invited us, me and my wife, to, to things we had gone. But I thought we, every time I saw her, it was cool. She had scheduled a meeting on me that, that morning. Y'all, when I walked in school, didn't I know it? I didn't know it. I walked into school, and for some reason, I'd never done it before, never did it uh, after that. I started quoting, Was it, Psalms 37? Um, Though my enemies come upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumble and fail. That day I did. Y'all, do you know she wasn't able to have that meeting? Against me that I didn't know about. That I thought she was my friend. Do you know about one o'clock that day? The ambulance came to pick that girl up. She had broken her hip. She had broken her kneecap. She had broken her femur. And the scripture that I quoted was, when they came upon me to eat in my flesh, they stumbled and fell. But I didn't know it. You see, all you got to do is become a person of power. Let me tell you what's going to happen. The people, even before, if they planted something against you, y'all, it, it's not even going to work. I would have loved to talk talked to that guy before the truck fell on him. Because, y'all, when I'm, when I'm able to talk to people, I tell them stuff. This is what I tell them stuff. I say, now listen. This is what Fred Price said. Listen. I'm not, I know you think I'm a regular dude. I'm not. Leave me alone. I've actually done that for people. Because it's not my power. It's the power of the office I stand in and God backs me. Is this in the Bible? Did did it happen for Moses? My God. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Everything I'm saying is verifiable. It's people, it's Muslim people in here who know about it. Hmm. Are y'all still with me? Y'all want me to stop or y'all want me to go a little further? Okay, I'm going to go a little further, just a little bit, because my time is up. Oh, God. We know what happened. Oh, so here's the other thing. We talked about the eight stages of disloyalty. Y'all remember that? First stage is what? Independent spirit. Next stage is what? Offense. Y'all remember this? Huh? What's the third stage? Anybody know? Huh? Withdrawing, right? Yeah, passive aggression. Yeah? But I think fourth or fifth is when I get political. So that means I involve other people in my grievance. Did they ever do that with Moses? Yes, they did. Let's look at what happened. My God, I can't, you can't plan stuff like this. I can't, I, I can't plan it, bro. <laughs> my God, I hope people listening tonight. Number 16 and 1. Getting on a high horse, Korah, Izor, and Coab, the son of Levi, along with a few Reubenites, <laughs> Dathan and Abraham and Eliab, and on the son of Pelef, rebelled against Moses. Oh. He had with him 250 leaders of the congregation. Got other people in the congregation to solve with them. Against the pastor. Are y'all reading this? Don't look at me. Read it. Because we, we preach in the Bible, right? Listen what happens. With prominent men in position of the council, they came as a group okay, and confronted Moses and Aaron saying, you have overstepped yourself. Hey y'all. Did they forget the dude that split the Red Sea? Did they forget the dude that, all the 10 plagues? Y'all, that's a stupid spirit to get on people. It does. And people be, people be out with the pastor, offended at the pastor, and he ain't done nothing but try to help them. He'll make you think the pastor's your enemy. Not these pastors that sleeping with everybody, wives, sleeping with the boys and the girls, stealing all the church money. Not them. <laughs> the people preach the sound doctrine like me and Dr. Rogers. Mm. On hearing this, Moses withdrew himself face down on the ground. He addressed Cora. He said in the morning, God will make clear who is on his side and who is holy. How is God going to do that? He's going to do that with a show of power. Do y'all see this? On and on. What happens? What happens? Ultimately, he said, if you don't want to go down with these people, get away from their tents. People say, when people leave negative from church, why I got to get off Facebook with them? You don't. You're a grown person, but I'm telling you, the Bible says, when you are attached to people who is fool, who's stupid, do you know Peter and James and them didn't have a funeral for Judas? Like, wait, that was our brother. He had been with us three years. Let's go bury him. See, that's the stupid stuff we do. They didn't do that. they like, hey, bro, let their brother make it. <laughs> Y'all, I'm saying, you know, sometimes people leave church, they leave right, you know. There ain't no things, like that. But y'all, when you un-rebelled and rose up and all that stuff, my God, this is a sign and wonder right now. It is. I hope people are listening. Y'all, whoever was attached to that brother. The ground opened up and they died. God will vindicate you with power. He will. He's done it for me so many times. The last passage is found in Numbers chapter 17. I love this. All of this is in Numbers, if you want to read it. How do you know who God is with? And the Lord spake to Moses say, speak to the children of Israel and get them a rod from each other's fathers and all the leaders according to the father's house. Twelve rods, each man name on his rod. So they rose up again after they saw what happened in the court. They rose up again. They did. Spirit of dawn he said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let y'all know who I'm with. So they got dead rods. And they say, everybody, all the leaders of the tribe of Israel, bring your rod over here. And you know, all, every time somebody's in conflict with a, with a spirit-filled pastor, all they got is words. All they got is a grievance. All they, they don't have no power. They don't have no signs, wonders, and miracles. They don't have no fruit. That's all they got. He said, I'm going to show you. Who I'm with. He said, bring all your rods here, 12, and then bring Aaron's rod, which would be 13. He said, whichever rod buds almonds and begin to blossom. Y'all know a rod is dead because it's not in the ground. So that would have to be supernatural. He said, I'm going to let the supernatural determine who I'm with. You know, we've had, I'm sure, we looked at the road, Somebody said, what, that was 1,000 people since the inception of our church? 1,000 people. People left for whatever reasons and different that. But y'all, think about it. How many miracles happened for us last year? Who's right? See, there's a point that, well, it don't matter who's right and wrong. So, yo, know, right here, it mattered to God who was right. He said, I'm going to show you who's right. Are y'all with me today? Oh, listen to this. And look at verse 8. And now it came to pass on the next day, Moses went into the tabernacle to witness, and behold, the rod of Aaron of the house of Levi has sprouted, put forth buds, produced, almonds, produced blossoms, and yielded right almonds. <laughs> Bro, how you like me now? What, what else is there to talk about? What else is there to talk about? God is with me. <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. People come to your church that you built from faith from nothing with two, three, four people trying to tell you something. Hey, sister, brother, go build your, go build your stuff and then come back and talk to me. Now, do I take suggestions? Am I do I I ask for them? Right, I ask for feedback, all that stuff. But y'all, you're not gonna come here and tell tell me nothing about y'all doctrine is all wrong. Y'all be uh, y'all support Kenneth Copeland prosperity, this and that. Do you know Kenneth Copeland have never borrowed money in 50 years? Never, never borrowed money. That, that, let's just say that he's never borrowed money. No credit cards. All the stuff they got. Never borrowed money. Then he supernaturally bought some property with natural gas on it that he didn't know had natural gas. Where's all his money come from? Uh, all the poor people, bro. Do you know when you got 200 acres with some natural gas on it? Poor people ain't gonna do nothing. Bought a uh, a former military airport. Air, air Force base so he he got an air, airport and y'all 20 planes out of 20 of them planes 15 of them was given to him he's given away more planes than he has y'all go, go do that and come back and talk to me is he perfect on everything no i'm not perfect on everything was Moses perfect on everything? No, but who did God back though? He begged Moses. <laughs> he might not have should have married the Ethiopian woman. I don't know. According to the Jewish law, he might not have should have married the Ethiopian woman. According to the Jewish law or whatever. Well, then it wasn't no Jewish law because he was creating the law, right? Yeah, so the law came through Moses. I don't know. It ain't none of my business what the man should have did. But did he raise the rod up? Y'all, I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you, keep your mouth. All right. Now, that's what it does for us, the people with power, right? All right, two minutes and I'm done. Can we go to... um, 1 Corinthians 2, 12. No, the Lord say stop. I'm going to stop. Because it's going to take me longer. But I was getting ready to show you all the spiritual gifts and the power that God will give you that will back you. Somebody say amen. Amen. And we'll talk about that next time. I think we said what we were supposed to say. Didn't know why we was going here tonight. Matter of fact, I wanted to go back to Sunday. Lord say, "No, preach this tonight." Now, y'all, this one went to tonight. This is the year of vindication, and I'm gonna tell you who, who's being vindicated. Pastors like me and Dr. Rogers, we've been vindicated. Our church is filling up. Y'all saw Sunday. Every Sunday, you know what? They coming from them other churches. You know, somebody was talking to me this week, and they were, basically I knew they were saying, it was like, man, but y'all, y'all preach so hard against holiness and, and and this and that and that and that and and people don't want to hear that. I say the right people want to hear it. The fact is, we never changed. Have I ever changed? I'm pre- my mama know I've been preaching like this since I was 13. But watch this. Don't need a 1,000 people to buy a campus. Yeah. See, people compromise so they can get more people, so they can get more money. And that's what he was saying. It's like, how y'all, how you do that? I say, bro, the way we do it is we preach the gospel. We, tell, we say what God tells us to say. Somebody say Amen. And I want to let you know, as a Christian, you think I walk in with a little confidence? Some of y'all would say borderline arrogance. I know Dr. Rogers, hey, arrogant. Gabe and Randy's arrogant. You can call whatever you want to. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he's anointed me. You know, we were in uh, Fort Worth at the minister's conference, and Keith Moore stood up. The first thing he said, because all of us was pastors in there, he said, I want you to know you're a gift to the body of Christ. He said, I want you to say that. I'm a gift. I'm a gift. He was like, I'm a gift to the body of Christ. No, we know who we are. I am a gift to the body. I know who I am. And when you tap into your gift, and your purpose, you'll have no rivals either. The people that are trying to do you wrong won't be able to. They'll stumble and fall before they get to it, before they get to the meeting, before they get to the shyster to you out of $2,000. I, mean, I was like, God, did the brother have to die, though? I, I mean, I felt bad. Send money for the funeral. They had to go for me. But see, God knows the hearts of people. We don't. We just love people. We just go forth. Somebody say amen. amen. But I'm going to tell you now, if you start walking in that kind of power, you have the same results. And not to rejoice in somebody's downfall. We don't do that. We don't do that, y'all. Hello? I don't care who it is, whatever, pastor or whatever. They fall, they get exposed. Because I remember rejoicing that. You know why? Because y'all, because then when somebody looking at me, they're going to think I'm just like them. It affects everything. I hope, I hope somebody can keep it covered and correct themselves. But as for me and my house, my church, we're going to serve the Lord. So stop striving. Stop trying to prove. Stop trying to show somebody something. I'm going to show you who I am. Let God do it. Somebody say amen. He can do it a lot better. Everybody stand on your feet. Let's make these confessions tonight. This is the year of validation. So many things have happened for me and my wife this year. We said it was the year of. Number one, everybody said, Come on. I will be compensated and open, acknowledge, openly acknowledged due to any time I was victimized or taken advantage of because of my faithfulness. To Christ and his church. Y'all can put that on the screen, it'd be great. I will flow in the power that vindicates me from my enemies and lets the people of God know who I am without striving, self-promotion, or pushing myself forward. My God. My past God-guided decisions will be made obviously proven right when many people doubted them. Mm. Listen to this one. Say this one. My enemies who spent considerable time and effort to come after me will realize that it was a huge mistake and many will repent to me without me ever saying a word. Here's the last one. I will see a great harvest from the seeds I have previously sown and will sow this year. Come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. If you're here tonight and you say, number one, I want to give my life to Christ, if that's you, I want to be born again. I want to have this kind of power. Notice this is not witchcraft. Y'all, witches put curse on people. Y'all, these are people we said, hey, God bless you. We thought, you know what I'm saying? We ain't know. Anybody say, tonight I'm joining. I'm joining the church tonight. Become a part of this ministry. Who says this? I need to repent from putting my mouth on some truly anointed people of God. Who says that tonight? I see. Who else? I see. Anybody else? I see. I see. Anybody else tonight? Amen. Praise God. I see. Amen. I see. I see. I see. I see. You You know, my wife had a a word and I was one time pillow talk. Husbands and wives, when you go to church. You got, you, you, you got to watch this stuff. If you at a church where the power of God flows, somebody say amen. amen. Don't fall in agreement with something somebody's saying. D- just because they're your spouse, and you You know what? You can help your spouse. it has been stuff I said, my wife said, oh, I, ain't, I ain't saying that. I'm not going to be a part of that. Somebody say amen. amen. You can help your spouse. You need to get your heart right with that. Hello? Do you know you can counsel words? Huh? Do you know you can counsel things that you've done? You can counsel things in your heart? You know, the Bible says even in the Old Testament that if a woman vowed a vow and her father said no or her husband said no, that that vow could be reversed, those words would be stricken. You know, you can cancel words. So let's do that tonight. If, if we've said something, did something, I know I had to. Y'all remember, y'all, you know, we live in, in this city. I used to always be talking about Joel Osteen, Joseph. Do y'all hear me talking about Joel Osteen anymore? I don't do that stuff. God told me. He said, no, nah, I don't do that. Because you know what? Even if you don't agree with him, y'all, his daddy, who got? His daddy was somebody in the city. His mama, Doty Osteen? Yeah. So for no other reason than his pedigree. Somebody say amen. God told me. He said, uh-uh. And I think he told me through my wife a couple of times. <laughs> you know, we lost a couple of memories one time. This was way back. And they was probably gonna leave anyway. He's like, I just don't like how you talk about Joel. They was right. They was right. God, I, I watch my mouth, man. I watch my mouth. I'll put my mouth on the men and women of God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Can we, can we, can we pray? Can we pray? And you know, you know one thing, mama, I start saying, I'm over here in the storefront. Criticizing Joe Osteen at the summit. Don't paid it off. I don't even have a building. That's how stupid people are. Like, you know, you ain't got nothing and you over here criticizing somebody that God has used. Obviously. Dr. Rogers, he said this, this was a couple of weeks ago at this conference. And he said, he said, people come up to him and talk about some. You know, I watch you every day, and I agree with most of everything you say. He say, man, <laughs> this is what y'all call arrogant, but it's just knowing who you are. He said, man, when, when, what time do your broadcast come on? And you you know you're standing in my church. The arrogance of people. Every head, body, every eye.